What's up, everybody, in the Dome Podcast? Podcast, podcast. Okay, in case you did not recognize that opening song, make sure you don't put the other song on for this. You want to have two songs at once. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can't do the intro song. That was the intro. Yeah, that's perfect. In case you didn't recognize the intro, that's when, at the end of the game, if you're at the Dome, when they do the three stars announcement, they put that song on. It's so weird that everybody... I don't know. Like, I always stay for the three stars. Every, like, literally, it clears out so Literally, fast. I... I don't ne- understand that. I don't... Have you ever left early for a game? Never. Well, I left in game five because I was literally on the verge of a mental breakdown. But um, other than that... See, no. even then, even if I'm on the verge of a mental breakdown, I'll sit there and take it like a man. <laughs> well, you're a better man than I because I certainly don't. I just have a hissy fit and then leave. But only that one Trust time. Trust me. Only the one time. I'll leave like 10 times in my head. Like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm gonna, but then there's another part of me like, no. I just, just cu- I couldn't be just there. Just suck it up in and take it. In game five, I just, cu- I just couldn't do it. So other than game five, usually I do. Because then you even see people leaving before the game's even over. Right? Even when the game's not even over yet. Like, it's, like it could still go either way. Yeah, see, that's totally unacceptable. That to me is like, why did you even come? Right? If you're not going to stay like, to get see lost. it come to a completion. And the other, th- like, even like when they're winning and it's like 2 nothing, 3 1, yeah, like 4 that's, 1, people leave? Are you kidding me? What is that? Like, that's the most satisfactory, most, I know. most like savory part of the game is the celebration after winning. Right? When the, when the buzzer goes and, okay, you know what we have to do one time is do goal whore ranking. Whoa, goal whore. Goal Goal whore. That sounds like horn. a good episode, eh? Goal whore. Goal horn. Johnny Gaudreau is a goal whore. But, like, the Flames literally have... Not even being a homer here. We have probably the best. Yeah, there's some bad ones out there, though. Fucking... Uh, the Oilers. The Oilers is the worst thing I've ever heard. No, what's It sounds the, like it's broken. You know who I don't like? Is the Vegas goal horn. And I, I don't mind it. Listen, you just played it, and it was okay. But when I was watching highlights in the preseason... And it was like, maybe it's because they scored like 10 goals against Arizona. I just hate those really like low ones. The Leafs is like that. The Canucks, the Ducks, the Sharks, the Flyers, the Blues. I don't like any of those. What do you think of ours? is like perfect. What do you think of the Jets? It's more of like a steam whistle. Uh, It's kind of annoying. It's like, 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 that's remarkably good. It's it's really, it's annoying, but I don't mind that it's a little different. (laughs) Oh my God, that was a remarkably good impression. But I mean, the Oilers is by far the worst one. Yeah, do theirs, do theirs. Oh, fuck. If you have headphones on, you're going to fucking kill me. Oh my God. The Oilers is bad, but like this season, it sounds even more so bad. It sounds like it's fucking broken. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's get to business here. What are we've we been doing? yakking. We've been yakking for like how long has it been? Like cripes. Okay. The reason why we're doing today's podcast, which is basically <laughs> a deep dive into the old duo, the Johnny Monty duo, the duo, is because these guys are undervalued. They don't get enough credit. They are probably going to go down as two of the best flames of all time. Oh, totally. easily. Um, and then we're going to look up some comparisons today and just look at how good they do compare to some of the all-time flame greats. But I, the, here's my thing, and we've talked about this. As a fan base, as a whole, I don't feel like we realize that we have two of the best players, not necessarily even in the game, in like NHL history. In like Seriously, like are these two guys not two of the best flames of all time? 
right now already? Probably. Like John, for sure they are. Yeah. Like for sure they are. Well, as far as scoring goals, Monaghan uh, yeah. is. I mean, okay, so Sean Monaghan, that's like the stat that jumps off to me. When I found that out, I was just blown away that he is of the of the in the 2013 draft class. Sean Monaghan leads that draft class in goals. And who else was drafted in that draft class? Oh, you may know somebody named Nathan McKinnon. Oh, yeah. Is he pretty good, that guy? He's pretty goddamn good. Okay. Alexander Barkov. Not bad. Bo Horvat, Elias Windholm. Mm, we got them both. Hmm. Not too bad. Not too but shabby. I mean, like seriously, Sean Monahan has scored. This is pre- preview to this year, so he has 174 goals now. Nathan McKinnon, even though he's had some injuries, 155. Alex Barkov, 135. And how many times do you hear like, "Oh, Alex Barkov is the most underrated player in the league"? No, I reject that. Sean Monahan's the most underrated underrated player in the league, especially the most underrated center. <laughs> okay, but it's true. No, it's you're not wrong. Like it's, I think, I think everybody know not everybody because you still hear like the thing like what was the thing after the playoffs? And you know I got into this because I was mad. It's like oh we can't win the playoffs with Gaudreau and Monahan. It's like those two guys are the absolute least of our worries. We can't win without those guys. Exactly, you're not even in that spot without those guys. So yep. the thing is, is like you look at a guy like Nathan McKinnon and he's flashy. Yeah, exactly. He stands out every single shift. You look at a guy like Monahan. You kind of don't even really notice him as much right? until it's in the back of your net. Yeah. And even then, he's got such a low-key celebration that he, like he doesn't attract any attention to Ooh. himself. Well, I mean, yeah. Look at his... So, Monaghan is specifically, in particular to me, is a guy who has been like criminally underrated as a hockey player. Again, he scored more goals than McKinnon and Barkov in yeah. that draft class, leads that draft class. Like, I mean, this is his goal totals since he's been in the league. He's flown as a nineteen-year-old. He's flown under the radar, and if you're if you're somebody from a different team, like oh a, yeah, like a fan, you probably know Johnny and you know Monty, but they probably have zero clue how actually good this guy is. Exactly, like, because he flies under the radar. 22, 31, 27, 27, 31, 34. That's insane. Yeah, that is like one hundred and seventy-four goals in four hundred and seventy-three NHL games. That is that is a fantastic. I can't believe he's played in the in the league for seven years. To be honest, that is, is absolutely mind boggling to me. I would be curious. And I'm I, really old. I would. I doubt you went back this far, but if you look back just since the year he started, 2013 season, who scored more goals than him? Yeah, that'd be a really interesting. Obviously, it's Alexander Ovechkin. Ovechkin, probably Kane, probably Kucherov. But and I mean, so, he's probably higher on the list than you think. Yeah, and. The re- okay, we've been wanting to do a whole team for a while, and we've been working our way through the team, but what really said, okay, we need to do these guys next, is I was on Twitter, and I was ripping into Jankowski, and there was some guy standing up for Jankowski, and I don't, I don't mind it, but then he comes back with, if anything, he's, it's Monty and Johnny yeah. that need to get their heads out of their ass. <laughs> and basically, I was basically saying that Jankowski doesn't show up, he doesn't compete. He's invisible. And he was trying to say that Monty and Johnny are the problem with the team. They don't compete. Yeah. Wrong. So it pissed me off. (laughs) And it's like goes right along this narrative like these guys are undervalued. Yeah, totally. And and I mean, here's my point is that I think it's important that us as fans, we realize what we have so that we can savor it. Exactly. Because Enjoy it. What's going to happen is three, four years from now, who knows? Might be longer, hopefully. But their contracts are up. If we lose these guys and we move on, 
and they yeah. go on some, and then they move on. Now, now we're just like, holy shit! They came, they went. We didn't like, we didn't know what we had till we don't have it now. Exactly, you're we getting don't... all sentimental. I'm gonna cry for Christ's sake. <laughs> but I mean, like seriously though, like you don't. If you're a lifelong Flames fan, players like this do not come around every day of the every day of the week. No. Like I mean, how many stretches in the Calgary Flames history has there been like two superstars on the team? We're kind of like the point where we have four right now, where we have Kachuk and Geo. Like yeah. this is like. It, it never happens. It's like Jerome Ginla, and that's like it. Okay, and that's... Okay, if you go back to Jerome Ginla, he was the only superstar. Maybe Kiprasov. Yeah, Kipper maybe, too. And then we had Dion. He was on the rise. But never really... He kind of fell off a cliff. Yeah. But, like, literally, like, that's it. Like, if you go back previous, like, I don't know how many older listeners we have, but, I mean, I don't really remember anything before Ginla. I mean, obviously, you had the superstars, Neumendijk, Flurry. Well, before Ginla, like yeah. That. Before Ginla, you had Flurry with Beret... Like, I mean, but who was, like, who was, like, the biggest superstar of the Flames era? And it wasn't even for that long. It was probably Al McInnes, Joe Newendike, right? Okay, well, I was thinking... And that's, like, seven, eight years. Yeah, so. I was thinking Fleury would, right. would have replaced those two. But he wasn't even here for that long, really, in his prime. Like, what? He was traded in 97 he, or 98? Oh, maybe here, he was here a little longer. He must have been here six, eight years. Yeah, that's a little before my time. But, I mean, even still, it's just, like... Because I remember being a kid, going to the COP, getting Flames autographs, and he was at a table, and, like, he was the guy. Yeah, he, he was he, the guy for sure. Yeah. and But I remember when he got traded, it was a pretty big deal. But, I mean, still, like, when is the last time we've had two, three, four guys who are, like, absolutely this great? Probably in the 80s. It's kind of insane, so... It just bugs me when people crit because uh, like that's all you heard at the end of the playoffs, right? And you can still kind of hear this. Oh, Johnny Money can't play in the playoffs. It's like, well, not only that, but people are want to trade him. Yeah, I know. They're like, oh, we need to trade Goudreau. We need to trade him. He's too small. Too small. It's like, dude, put up a hundred points. Is literally on par with like Patrick, like in the Patrick Kane area in terms of what he does for you offensively. It's like, no, we're not trading this guy. And I mean, Monaghan, like, come on. The guy is a perennial 30-goal scorer. Looks like he's on, like, he's... He looks... Two games, but I mean, looks fantastic. Looks wow. like... Because one of your hot takes is, like, 40 goals this year is not out of the question for Sean Monaghan. And in the Rock sure Richard, yeah, Richard race. Sure looks like that could be happening this year. So, I mean, like, it just... When you... I don't know. Maybe you don't... You undervalue these guys because, like, we haven't really had much playoff success. But I mean... These guys are amazing hockey players. I'm so glad they're Calgary Flames. Yeah. Okay. We're going to deep dive here. Let's start with... Who do you want to start with? Johnny or Monty? Let's start with Sean Monaghan. All right. He's the elder statesman. We'll start with the elder. Born in 1994. Plays center. What a... What a he's, is he the sexiest flame? Well, no. I think... Other than Lindholm? I think Lindholm's the sexiest Dude, I don't know if I said this yesterday, but that fist pump Lindholm had going, it's like mesmerizing that slow fist pump. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, he's beauty. They're all both right. beauties. Uh, so yeah, he was born in Ontario. I, I don't know. I always find it interesting to see like the like Ontario guys that grew up playing hockey. There, it's such a different market than anywhere else in Canada. Yeah, um, it's its own little kind of pocket. And um, so yeah, it's just kind of interesting to see the guys come from there. So he's Brampton, Ontario. Anyways, they got as of today, they got him coming in at six two two hundred. That's bigger than I think most people would think. Right? Yeah, but like we've been saying after the first two games, he looks bigger. I don't know. He even looks taller. Well, it's like you said, this is the first season, pretty much, 
that he has been able to train all summer without being injured. Yeah, like, he came out four surgeries last offseason. He's had problems with his wrists, hernias, all kinds of shit. So, so he's done a shitload of rehabilitation. Right. Whereas last this last offseason, all he got all he got to do was just train. Yeah. All right, so he was drafted in the first round, number six overall in 2013. Hmm. Mm. That was a wow. Kind of a steal. Because if you look at that draft, again, we've already said he is the he's the top goal scorer. So that draft was it went McKinnon number one, Barkov number two, Jonathan Druin number three, Seth Jones number four, Mr. Lindholm number five, and then Sean Monahan. Like, I mean, where does he fit if that's redone? He's probably third, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe Seth Jones still well, goes he, ahead of him. Yeah, he definitely goes ahead of Druin. I mean, he goes ahead of Druin and Lindholm. Do you think he goes ahead of Barkov? Mm, I don't think. Maybe not quite. See, and that's what's so interesting because everybody's like, Alex Barkov is one of the best players in the league. Monahan has outscored, and I know Barkov's played less game, but Monahan's outscored him in terms of points and goals. So, anyways, yeah, Barkov probably still goes ahead of him, but. And I mean, what is Barkov? What's Bar- Barkov getting paid? I mean, he's on, I think he's on one of those pretty team friendly deals too. Because um, Monahan makes 6.37 mil. Steal, baby. For another four years. Steal. And that's one, one thing we'll, we'll touch on. Steal. Because you didn't have Johnny at 6.75. Ooh, so, ooh, wow. Barkov's is pretty pretty good. He's making his cap hit. He makes actually he makes 5.7, but his cap hit is 5.9. Only for two more years, though, so. Okay. And even McKinnon's on a really team friendly deal. Yeah, right? he's at like six something, so. All right, let's go right into the report card. Size and strength, 4.1, but he's trending upwards, man. This year, man. Even this is a small sample size. Two games we've seen him. He looks bigger, more physical. He looks like he's going to be even harder to move off the puck. He's going to be harder to move in front of the net. Especially in the defensive zone. He's never been a particularly good defensive player, but I mean... Boy, I watched him up close to that bank again. Two games, but I watched him up close on the in the, on the weekend on Saturday. He looks so good in the defensive end. Yeah, not so good, but I mean, like I noticed solid. him and he was very solid. Yeah, skating four point Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's it's a weakness, but I don't think it's a strength. No, exactly. He's just he's a good skater. He's a good skater, but he's not like Johnny Gaudreau quick. He's not explosive, but. So this, up until now, is going to be the highest anybody's ranked in any one category is shooting and scoring. Ooh. 4.8. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You're not getting much better unless you're Alex Ryan or Ovechkin. Like, I would rank Ovechkin a 5. Yeah, he's, like, all-time 5. So to come in at 4.8 like that, you're like, he might... Okay, here's a, here's a question I wrote down for you. Outside of Joe McGinley, is he not one of the best goal scorers? Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Right? Like, are you kidding me? Another question. Is there anyone in the, in the league that's better than in the slot than him? Well, we looked it up because I saw you tweet this to this guy. Last year, in terms of slot shots, there's only two players who, were, who had more shots in the slot than Sean Monaghan, Nathan McKinnon, and John Tavares. And also on that list is Alex Ovechkin and Vladimir Tarasenko. So, like, who is getting more chances right in the slot? Yeah. Like, literally two of the best goal scorers wonder, in the league. I wonder if he finishes more. Like, maybe this year. Like, if he... Uh, that's the one thing I would like to see him do more is actually more shot contributions because he scores a lot of goals, but he doesn't... Again, that just speaks how good of a shooter he is. I'd like to see him shoot more. I'd like to see him shoot a lot more because, like... 
if you if you just look at his at his shot attempts, like they're usually in like the kind of like a thousand to twelve twelve hundred range, that that sort of thing. Yep. I mean, I think you see that increase, man. I don't know. Yes, yeah, true. Hey, eh? when you think about it, it's not like you like Mc, you know McKinnon shoots a fuck ton. Yeah. Like I think even Johnny shoots more than he does the last few years. Yeah, Johnny Gaudreau has more shot attempts than Sean Monahan over the last couple of years by like two hundred. So I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him increase his his, his shot contributions. And I guess that's, that's an interesting stat because if you look at the way he plays, he's a guy. He lurks in the weeds. Yeah. He finds open ice, ran the slot, and then bangs in the, the back time. of your net. He's incredible at finding that open spot to go, and then he's world class at putting it where like unbelievable shots. Like he's a sniper. Yeah, he's so good at sniping. Like even in the shootout, like he's probably their best shootout guy, right? I'd have to see his Dude, intent. Don't intent even ask but... me because the, when was the last time I scored a shootout goal? Did we even score one shootout goal last year? It was god awful. I think we only won one shootout. Goal it was god awful. Don't even bring up shootouts with me, please. Come on. So sad. I love the shootout. Right mm. now, as of right now, mm. the guy fucking sucks at shootouts. Okay, everybody on the team blows it. He's got that sweet. He's got that sweet. Um, just like the backhand, the forehand, top shelf. Well, okay, it was two seasons ago, and both him and Chucky. They yeah. came down and they had a little tiny little flip over the shoulder. Yeah, so sick. And then they stopped so doing sick. it, and now we don't score. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of shootouts last year, though. Eh? I think we, I think we lost. I think we only won one. I'd have to double check, but okay. Puck handling four point three. Yep. Like he's actually above. He's actually well above average in terms of puck handling. Oh yeah. And I don't think many people know that. I would, like if, obviously Flames fans know because they watch, but. Most people probably don't even know. I mean, again, he's got good hands, and to me, his his ability to get shots away in tight, like, he's got good hands, man. Physical play, 3.6, but I think we could see some increase in that. If and I don't even think, it's never really been a part of his game. I think the one thing where it's like, oh, maybe it could be more is like maybe in the corners retrieving some pucks and stuff. Yeah, or down low on his own end, right? Yeah. But, so, but I, I got zero issue with his physicality. Me either. Yeah. Or but, me as well, sorry. Offensive play, 4.5. Yeah, for sure, man. Which is high. Like, I mean, again, how can you argue with the fact that he's one of the best... He's the best goal scorer from one of the best drafts in recent memory. Yeah. He's an absolute... Like, he's, he's a perennial 30-goal guy, and that is... That's like... I don't think people realize how valuable that is to have a guy like that who's money in the bank to score 30 every single year. I mean, his nickname's Money Hands. Money Hands, baby. All right, defensive play, 4.0. Yeah, so... I thought he was actually improved quite a bit last year um, compared to, like, years previous. Um, but I still think he has some work to do. But I think that, I think, again, like, the two games we've seen him play, like, so good. So his course against per 60 um, all saw, he saw improvements last year when compared to 17 and 18. So I think he's getting better at that. And I think I think Bill Peters is, is part of that, the system he plays. Yeah. But, I mean, still, like, he's, he's starting to look a little bit different better defensively again he's never been like he's never been what would you say like a a Jonathan Taves type or yeah. like that's or even a John Tavares right where that's like part of his game um and I mean even even Johnny Drow has kind of been a little better uh defensively in terms of like shot metrics and stuff yeah but again like we saw it improve last year a little bit and I from what I've seen this year it could be improving so that's an area he can improve on but I I don't know it's not. It's never been a huge part of this game. Yeah. So. Hockey sense four point four. Yeah, he knows where to go to score goals. Is that not ninety percent like, hockey sense? Who else knows that? I don't. Right? Know, I don't know that. <laughs> like you don't meet many goal scorers like no. This. It's just like 
they're hard to come by. Oh, it's it's so true. It, and it's like I think you were arguing with the same guy on Twitter, right? He was like, "Well, Monahan passes it so much when he should shoot." Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, he's third in the league in slot shots. Um, every time I see him in the slot, he's wide open, burying Rister's top corner. Yeah. Like. Well, and then he made that sick pass to Johnny in the Oh, I know. In game one. Right? And I texted you like, oh, he probably should have... Fucking- probably should have shot that A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, man, he's a good goal scorer. All right, competitiveness, 4.2. I, I feel like he's actually um, better than what outsiders would rank him. Totally. Well, I mean, dude, look at the... And I'm not a... I hate the, like, oh, he played through injury. Like, I shouldn't be playing with your injury. Motherfucker has played through some really tough injuries. He played that playoff series the other the other year with with a sports hernia. A, he had to get surgery on his wrist. He had something wrong with his knee. Like I mean, you you can't tell me that guy's not competitive as shit. Yeah. And then like that's where it gets annoying to me when people are like, hey, Monahan's too soft." It's like all he does is score goals and play through injuries. Like that series against Anaheim when we got swept, he was excellent. What did he have? Six goals? He was so good. I think he had like four goals. Like or something. he was looking he, like Joe. He was, yeah, he sure. was their best player without a doubt. He had three goals and um, oh no. Okay, so here's his here's his playoff numbers. Pretty absolutely great in the 2014-2015 season. Twenty year old. Had three goals, six points in 11 games. That was the year we went to the second round. Um, but then the next season, when we got swept by the Ducks, he had four goals in four games and five points. Yeah. You're telling me this guy doesn't show up in the playoffs? Come on. Yep. Okay, so his total is 37.9 out of 45. Mm, I like me some Sean Monahan. Now let's go right to Johnny because this will be interesting. Let's do it, baby. Size and strength, obviously 3.4. Nothing right home about. Um, yeah, but again, like he, I think you. One of my favorite points you've made is like he has found ways to. Well, the thing is, is that it's not a detriment to his game; it's exactly. what makes his game exactly. So, even though it's a low score, like it doesn't negatively impact him at all. Exactly. Like, would you want to see Johnny Goudreau start hitting? Right. No. No. Like, what would be the point? That would take away from what he does. Exactly. Make him less effective. Skating four point three. And his skating, skating has gotten better. Mm, so good. I gotta stop making that noise. <laughs> his shot scoring four point one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's got. Did you see that clapper he took on Saturday? <laughs> Rip the iron. Rip uh, the post, the, right? Did he hit the post? Yeah. I think he maybe missed the net, but it was on, it was on the power play, and he was like wide open at the top of the circles, wound up and let a clapper go. It was pretty awesome. I wish it would have went in, but it didn't. No, I don't think that's what I'm talking about. But, I mean, dude, like, you can't deny he had 36 goals last year. Like, come on. And, I mean, I think his shot is underrated. I think most people think he's got a pretty weak shot. I think it's incredibly underrated. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that last year we saw... How many goals did he have last year? 36. Okay, so the thing is, if you're if you're mostly a playmaker and you can start having your goals match your assist numbers... It's like... So dangerous. Now you're your 100-point guy. Well, I mean, and you saw he led the team in high danger chances last year. He was among the team leader in shot attempts and scoring chances, which like... In shot attempts, too. In shot attempts, yeah. So I it's would like, not expect that, but right? I guess I'm not really that surprised now that And you say he's it. like literally like in the top, like in the top, top, top echelon in terms of shot contributions. And one of the things he really does well is... League-wide. League-wide. So he's in the 93rd percentile in terms of shot contributions per 60, which is like really unbelievable. And then in terms of shot assists, so that's um, assists that leads to shots, 
96th percentile. That's like Patrick Kane level. Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. Jesus. The guy is unbelievable. He's so good. Okay. A second ago, I said that 4.8 was the highest ranking we've seen so far since we've been doing these with, mm-hmm. with Monahan and a shot. Johnny is ranking higher in puck handling. Oh, dude. 4.9. Dude, is he... That's probably the best part of this game, right? Is how he handles the puck. Like, again, like... It's unbelievable. It's unreal. Like, I'm... The th- when en- anybody ever brings this up, the first thing I think of is that toe drag he made at the blue line against Nashville last year. Like, his zone entries are literally, like, probably second to none in the league. Like, that's probably his absolute... Like, absolute... What he is the best at. He's literally in the 100th percentile in terms of possession entries per 60. Yeah. Dude is a zone entry machine. Which means there's really no one better. Like, and again, you saw it. I think you saw it. Like, no. Okay. There you go. Last year, 2018-2019. There you Controlled go. zone entries. Number one. Guess, Johnny, guess, Johnny Gaudreau. Take it. If you're listening to a guess who number two was. Oh, is it the best player in the world? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Johnny Gaudreau. Controlled zone entries more than Connor McDavid last year. Gaudreau one, McDavid two, Patrick Kane three, Nathan McKinnon four, Jack Eichel five. So I don't think it's an exaggeration when you watch the Flames night in and night out to say this guy is like it's he's underrated because he's literally one of the best players in the league in the world, best flame of one of the best flames of all time. So. I'm getting a little too excited about zone entries, but I mean that just shows you how good this guy handles the puck. Yeah. And you even saw it like I, the power play struggled the other night. Um, literally, unless he's unless he is handling the puck, unless the unless the zone entry, especially in the power play, runs through him, it's like the team can't even get into the zone. And here's like here's the other thing: is there a more exciting guy in the league to watch? I don't think there is. Maybe Patrick like, Kane. Like maybe McDavid. But not anymore. McDavid is like not in the same way, right? Right. Because it's like when McDavid gets the puck, he is such a good skater. He's Explosive. just yeah, he's just flying down the ice. When Johnny gets the puck, it's like who knows what's gonna happen. He's dancing all around. He's like right. peeking through guys. Well, yeah, when McDavid gets the puck, you're like, okay, he's gotta go through four guys. He'll probably do it. Yeah, and then he does. McDavid, and you're is- just like wow. Yeah. But when Johnny gets the puck, you're like, what's gonna happen? Exactly. And then you don't know. That's really like, so exciting. Seat. I know. Like when McDavid is like a horse. Like he's he just, just like fucking flies. Like here's the other thing. If you're a Flames fan. You go to the hockey game, you go to the dome, you watch the Flames play. Just fucking remind yourself. I'm going to remind myself. What a treat. We have the most entertaining guy to watch in hockey. Like, seriously. Like, he's the most, like, for my money, he's he's, every 42, 42 games a year, you have a chance to go watch one of the most exciting NHL players play. All right. Physical play coming at 3.7. Now... A second ago, I said the highest highest ranking number was 4.9. Okay. Johnny just outdid himself. He sure did. In offensive play, I have him coming at 5 out of 5. Ooh, baby. Yeah, baby. No one. I mean, no one Dude. has ranked 5 in any category yet. Dude, he is one of the most dangerous offensive players in the game, period. End of story. On, in the offensive side of the game, there's not... Okay, maybe, like, he worked on this last year. We saw a major improvement of shooting more. Yeah. But now you pull up these stats, he shoots more than anybody else on the team. But is there really anything else you want... Is there anything more you want to ask from him offensively? Like, seriously. No. Like 36 like, goals and almost 100 points? He does everything. Like, he literally... It, like, it's it's unreal. 
There's 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 next next to zilch. There's next to nothing in terms of his offensive game that is like needs room for improvement. Like nothing. Best in high danger chances, among the team leader in shot attempts, shots and scoring chances. Like what else can you ask from this guy? So, boy, he's good, eh? Yep. Okay, defensive play three point nine. Yeah. And I think he did actually clean that up quite a bit last year. Yeah, and I think for both these guys, that's going to be the, the next thing. Oh, yeah, The sure. next progression for them yeah. is to now be, become even more reliably defensively. Because I think that is, again, that's kind of one of the things when you see, um, like, in the playoffs, for example, last year, like, when they got matched up against the McKinnon line, it was troublesome a lot of the time. Right. Monahan and Gaudreau and Lindholm couldn't handle that line. So I think, again, yeah, next progression is to have these guys. And, again, we don't want to be like, oh, take away from your offense, like go all Ken Hitchcock. Yeah. But, I mean, like it would be nice to see them be able to hold their own a little bit more defensively. Yeah, and I think they're on, they're on their way. Oh, yeah. Well, Kedro improved quite a bit last year. Monhan improved. So, um, and, again, the best the best defense is a good offense. So yeah. the, the more time they can spend in the offensive zone. Well, you saw that from Colorado last year. Yeah, exactly. Well, in game one, too. Yeah. Okay, hockey sense. 4.8. I mean... That's the highest ranking. Can't for, argue with that. Sense he's gotten. Like, visionary playmaker. Put up 36 goals last year. Scores clutch goals. Like, I don't know. Like, literally, this guy is one of the most intelligent hockey players. Yeah. Like, I mean, I always bring this up, but it's like... You know when you're like, shoot, shoot the puck. But it's like that goal against Winnipeg that he and Lindholm scored last year. It's like <laughs> There was two times last year you texted me. And you're yeah. like, I was yelling at him to shoot the puck. And then he just found an open guy. I know. And it's just like his hockey, his vision is just like second to none. It's like that, that goal against Winnipeg last year. So he's got the puck. He's dancing around in the slot. I'm like, shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. Finds Lindholm. Wide open. Unbelievable pass. I'm like, shoot it, Lindholm. Goes back to Johnny. Not only does Johnny just not one time it into the empty net, he dangles the goalie first and then like slam dunks it. It's just like I could never, not even could I not see that play, execute that play if I was playing hockey. I could never even see or dream up that play on the ice. Like, oh, is he a good playmaker? It's unbelievable. It's so good. Competitiveness. I actually have him ranked probably where other. People might. I got him 4.4. I think he's actually more competitive than people actually think. Yeah, dude. And that's kind of, again, like I've said this I've said this hundred times. It bugs me when people get into the, oh, Johnny and Monty, they're too soft in the playoffs argument. Like, again, like going back to that Anaheim series, like remember he scored a goal with like 30 seconds left or whatever yep. to tie the game. Like yep. that, like you're telling me that guy isn't competing out there? Come on. What we saw last season had was, I think... That that was a team, that was a team thing, and I think mm-hmm. a big part of it was we got out coached. Oh yeah. Um, but we we talked about this a bit on an earlier podcast where we, it was actually the grit podcast. What's the deal with grit? But I don't feel like when you get to the playoffs, everything is that you have that everything. Everybody plays bigger, plays harder, plays faster. So you have less time than you usually do, yeah. and there's more physical exertion asked of you on every other shift. Leading and to so mental fatigue often. The thing we notice with, yeah, leading to mental fatigue. The thing we notice with Johnny is he try, he's what he's doing right now is he's trying to force his way through that. But what I feel like he needs to do is he just needs to think his way around it. Yeah. But he, I'm, I'm I think he will so too. confident I'm he will. I'm super confident. And I don't mean to like compare him to Patrick Kane, 
but I'm going to because he's a comparable, I think. Yep. I think they play a similar type of game. Oh, 100%. I think Kane does has a better shot than Johnny for sure. Um, and I mean, the dude has won three Stanley Cups. But I mean, like, that's the kind of trajectory I see for Johnny Gaudreau, and that's the kind of player I see him being. I could see, I literally, would you be surprised? Like, I know we're, like, really holding on hope here. But I mean, would you be surprised in the least if he leads to the, the Flames to a Stanley Cup or a Stanley Cup appearance in the next two years? No. Like, not at all. Like, I think we're expecting that of him. That's the next step. Yeah. So Okay, let's whip through this. So Johnny shoots left, born August 13th, 1993. So he's 26. He's actually older than Monnier. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not weird. but He's 5'9", 165. Doesn't Soaking matter. wet. He was drafted in the fourth round, 104th overall. In Jay two- Feaster. 2011. That a boy, Feaster. Good job, Jay. What a guy. Okay. What a guy. As far as strengths and areas of improvement, you all know them. We're not going to get too much into him. Yeah. Obviously, Johnny's his playmaking. Here's my question for you. Is he the best playmaking flame that has ever been in the organization? I think so. Has there been a better Calgary flame in history Cause that has made is, has better playmaking ability? The only one I can kind of think of is not, like... Not uh, Alex Tangay. I was thinking Tangay. There's no way Tangay touches him. But I mean, again, think of who Tangay was playing with. Yep. Jerome McGinley. Yep. So it's like, can you imagine Johnny Gaudreau playing with somebody? Like, I think he's playing with a guy similar, like Sean Monaghan. Yeah. But he hasn't played with like a 50 goal for sure, 40 to 50 goal guy yet. Yeah. Um, so, dude, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just look at how Gaudreau plays the game. Like, here's his assist totals. 40, 48, 43, 60, 63. Crazy. Like, he's an absolutely great playmaker. Yeah. So. Skating is unbelievable strength. He's scoring more. Like, who, again, who would be the guy? Like, I literally can think of... The only guys I can think of who've even played for the Flames who would be qualified as, like, elite playmakers are Tangay and Mark Savard. Like, Does in Mark Savard even qualify as a Calgary Flame? I, he should have been. Can you imagine? Yeah. Anyways. Like, I don't I don't know. Because you have to go far back to before I was even watching Calgary yeah, Flames. Yeah, like, hockey. I don't think so. Like, I, I think I maybe pre... Like, post... Pre-Stanley Cup, probably, there are some... Really yep. good players, but I mean, like, literally, in the modern era, I can't think of a better playmaker who's played for the Flames. And then you, on the flip side of the coin... And with, you know what? Sorry. Not right. even a better playmaker. A better offensive player. Yeah. Than Jordan yeah. Pedro. Like, he's the best offensive player I've ever seen play for the Flames. Yeah. So. And you couple that with Sean Monaghan, obviously the biggest strength is the shot in the slot. Yeah. And I don't know if there's anybody in the league in that four foot... Is there anybody better? Right in that slot, right in front of the net. Maybe John... I don't know. Is John Tavares even better right in that area? Like, maybe. Just as good? Probably. But, I mean, like, come on. Like, you... Monahan's right up there with guys like McKinnon, Ovechkin, Tavares, so... Yeah. Other strengths, decent hands, playmaking. He's a good player maker, too. Yeah, not bad at all, man. <laughs> like, I mean, not bad. Guy put has put up some pretty good point totals. Like, I mean... What has he got? He had 84 last year, 82 last year, 64, 58, 63. Like, I mean, pretty good point totals. So. Yep. The other thing with Monty is that, and I guess this happens when you score enough goals anyways, you score big-time goals, but... Game-winning goals, man. What's the stat? He's got the most? Game-winning goals, he is, I believe, number four. Fourth overall in all-time Flames game-winning goals. 35. Ahead of him, Jerome McGinley with 83, Theo Fleury with 53, Joe Nunez with 43. He'll probably he'll catch Nunez for the next few years, I'm sure. Yep. Like 35 
game-winning goals. Johnny Gaudreau's not far behind, actually. Number nine with 25. Interesting. You know who's number eight is Michael Backlund with 26. Wouldn't have guessed that. Oh, boy, is coming through. Oh, boy, Michael. Okay, so other other notable things here. Sean Monaghan um, was, the, was the Flames' first rookie to score 20 goals since Dion Phaneuf. Wow. Can you believe Dion Phaneuf scored 20 I can't 20 believe he scored 20. That guy had such a good what shot from the blue line. What happened to him? Do you think it was cocaine? I don't know. I mean, there's, there's lots of rumors about him and Kipper being cokeheads. Well, know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean, it could also be that the game just changed so fast and he was left behind. Yeah. Also, he scored his 100th goal uh, against Tampa, which made him the sixth youngest active player well, I can't in, believe- in, in NHL. Joining the elite company of Holy Alexander cow. Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Crosby, Jeremy Yager, Steven Stamkos, and Patrick Kane. Wow. Is that not an elite company? Dude, that's elite of the elite, man. Like, can you think of any better players than those? Nope. He's the youngest Flames player in history to reach a 100-goal milestone. That's crazy. He was 22 years and 134 days, passing Joe Noondike. That's crazy, man. He was 22 years and 185 days Wow. when he scored his 100th, 100th career goal. I feel like Monaghan definitely is more underrated than Gaudreau. Because I think I think most people... I think well, has he been to an All-Star game? No. Like, why <laughs> did he at the All-Star game last year? Come on. Johnny's been at every, every All-Star yeah, game. So he's totally underrated. And another thing, he's been the fastest Flames in franchise history to score nine career overtime goals. Oh, yeah. When he scored his ninth on December 17th. December 7th, Dude, 2017. Like he's money. He's money. Money hands. Money in the bank. Money hands. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what he's going to do this year. I think I'm the most, even again, two games. I think I haven't been more excited to watch a player who's been on the team for a while than I have this year with Sean Monaghan. Yeah. I would love, love, love to see him have, like, not even a breakout year because I think last year was a breakout year. But, like, if he puts up 40 goals this year, oh, that'd be awesome. Totally. All right, areas for improvement. I know we touched on him. We're not going to. Be anything here, but yeah. Um, obviously, now like the last thing for him to do, clean up on the defensive end. Yeah. Be I, better. Be better defensively. I would like to see his shot contributions increase. Yeah. Um, I can, that's one thing. For I can me. see I maybe score more goals. Maybe Monty could become an even better skater. Yeah. For sure. Johnny could. I think he could be an even bigger scoring threat. Because if you look at the big, biggest comparable between him and Kane, where Kane outbeats him, is the shot. Yeah, exactly. And if Johnny can close that gap, yeah. that's going to even make him even more dangerous playmaking as well. Because then you, then the goalie knows. You have to respect the shot. You got to respect the shot. Yeah, so, I agree. I have been, I have liked that Johnny has increased his shot contributions like a lot. Um, so I got no problems there at all. And then the last one for both of them. You gotta prove the prove the playoff doubters wrong. You it's gotta, their time now. Yeah, they have. Yeah, like so, the only thing missing on their resume now is playoff success. Exactly. They, they got a whole. And again, we I think we've ha- I think people forget because it has been a little while. Um, but I mean, Sean Monahan was fantastic in that series against the Ducks, but they still lost. Yep. They were both great that year we beat the Canucks, but again, like we lost in five games to Anaheim. So it's like now is kind of the time where it's okay. You've been. You've got. You've you've had enough playoff experience. Now we need to start seeing some playoff success. Yeah. And I, I think I think we're both confident they can do it. Totally. I think we gotta make the we gotta do it in the playoffs, baby. Yeah, like even if they win a round. So there's your deep dive on Johnny Monty. The whole thing 
It's about respecting these guys. And I, for including myself, yeah. When I go and watch them, I gotta, re- I gotta remind well, you know, myself. Me too. How, how like lucky I lucky am you are to, get to, to see watch these them guys on a nightly basis. Because it's funny. The other night, I was just like, for some reason, going through our text history, I was feeling sentimental or some shit. I was looking for something, and I saw like some texts I sent you right after the playoffs have ended, and I'm like, oh fuck, Johnny needs to get, Johnny needs to go or some stupid shit. <laughs> so it's like, all I need to remember, these guys are awesome. <laughs> Bing, 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 bing,